You are listening to WHUPLP Hillsboro. My name is Gilbert Neal, and this is D Sides Orphans and Oddities. So, I want you to think about maybe a time that maybe never happened to you, or maybe a time that did happen to you, and if it did, then good for you. And if it's real, really, really good for you. And I mean it. Because I was thinking, uh, when I was a young man, I bought this album, I played it, and one song, the last song on the album made me dream. I listened to it again and again, and at the time, it just seemed so far. My dream seemed so far from reality because of how I felt about myself. And maybe you are going through the same thing. Whether you're a woman or a man, maybe this scenario I'm going to explain to you that this song inspired may seem far or impossible, but I don't think it is. Because I want you to think about when you were 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 and you've had life experiences that just deflate you and hurt you over and over. And it's not like you lost hope, but bad things keep happening. And you started off as a child and you had purity. Your parents maybe were good parents. Again, you could be a woman or a man, doesn't really matter. But let's say you've got friends and these friends want you to go to a party with them. You're not seeing anyone. You don't think you're, you're, you don't think you're ever going to see anyone again (laughs) because you've heard a lot of promises and you've heard a lot of lies or maybe you just weren't ready. You're 50 years old, you're 60 years old and you just weren't ready for a relationship or anything. So, they want you to go to this party and there's going to be a whole bunch of people there. It's going to be a DJ and it's going to be something where they want you to get out of the house because you have been in the house for a long, long time and they love you and they want you to just breathe some air. And that's happened to me, happened to you. So you go to this party and You want to go home. You don't want to stay. So you're at this party and you got a drink in your hand and there's a DJ and he's playing music or she's playing music of the not offensive variety and it's nice. And you're with a group of about six or seven people talking about, you know, the politics of your day. Maybe something happened in your town that you are all talking about. 
everybody's talking about little by little people find you know how it is people find new circles and new connections and they see people they know and they're catching up and group of seven people group of six but the thing is there's someone there that you met for the first time that you wouldn't normally find yourself quote attracted to unquote but there's something about them that's so comforting to you and so natural to you and they laugh the same things that you laugh at that are maybe inappropriate or anything like that but they react the same way you do or maybe they challenge one of your long preconceived notions or maybe you have a long list of things that you've rehearsed that you say to people that always make them laugh or always make them pay attention to you, these little triggers, and they catch on to it right away and they don't let you get away with it. Because normally the way you do it is you say something and it's laughter and that fills you with some sort of feeling and then you move on to the next thing. And it goes on and on and on and ultimately you end up where you started because people don't judge you on whether you make them laugh or not they judge you on how they feel with you now this person i'm talking about they feel great because they feel the same thing that you do which is i'm not using these lines anymore i'm not using these rehearsed lines anymore because I don't need to, because this person seems to understand exactly what it is I'm doing. And they don't want to sit through it because they know that there's more underneath, because there's more for them underneath, right? And it's sort of like a magic. Just picture yourself at this party. You got the drink in your hand and you're talking to this person and seven, six, five, and pretty soon it's two. Just you and them, man or woman. And it's so natural and it feels like there's no one else in the room. And it's great because you, you dropped all that stuff you came in with. Finally, someone unlocked the door opened it up, took all that stuff you got, threw it out into the street, and there's just you and them. And it feels great and relieved <sighs> because you've been holding on to this for so long and it's been building up for so long. And for the first time in your adult life, maybe you're 30, 40, 50, 60. For the first time in your adult life, there is actual possibility that you can let this go all because of a conversation that seems like it's lasted four, 10 minutes, but it's actually been four hours and there's no one else in the room and the music keeps playing and you're still nursing that same drink and they laugh at the same things you do and they say things that are really resonating in your soul and vice versa, things you never thought you would say. Things you never even knew you thought. But they know. You ever meet someone like that? 
And the thing is that there's some chemistry that lets you know that they care. They know you care. And all that stuff you came in with is gone just in four hours because they had such a line on your soul. They had such a, they're the same as you. And they're as relieved as you are. You ever meet someone like that? And every now and then you stop talking, you just look at each other. Because you know. And it's not a sex thing. And it's not a lust thing. It's like a spiritual connection. That only happens in movies, and television, in books. And you don't want to be at this party until you meet them. And now you just can't imagine being anywhere else. And you didn't know that you had it in you to be this person, so natural, so giving, and, and you don't hold on to anything. Isn't it great? Everyone should feel this. And for the first time, maybe in your life, you feel it. And you look at the DJ who's just about to stop because it's been a long night. The DJ looks at you and you got this look in your eye that says one more. One more. This is maybe if I ask them to dance with me, they'll dance with me. They'll slow dance with me and we'll be in the middle of this room where everybody's leaving now and nobody sees us and we're invisible. And this is great. And just as you're ready to do that, the person you're with says, dance with me. Everywhere the lady goes, sunshine follows. All her men return to her Like Capistrano swallows She is like a butterfly Kind of shy So she smiles Lost in Hollywood was I High and dry Lady never beat about She just sighed And threw her lifeline out Now she gives me love and Helps me stand In this quicksand of time And how sublime Like Christmas time when she is mine She's a virtuoso In amoroso 
Look out when the lady gets the blues Afraid we're just pretending Some happy ending The mechanism's tricky to diffuse But I know that a song will save her So I simply return the favor
What's happening, baby? Did you miss me over the weekend? If you did, I'm sorry. But now that I'm here, I don't want to bore you with a long, irreverent conversation. But you see, darling, I think it's about time for me to get real serious about you. Because if someone was to rip me off for you, I couldn't account for my actions afterwards and the way I feel knowing that you should have been mine all the time. But you see, I not only want you, baby, but I need you. And the need is so strong, it's almost like that of a junkie. In other words, baby, I just got to have you. Listen to me, darling. Please, listen to me. Is a love, Jones. Shucks, down. It's when you love someone 
very, very much And you just can't seem to get yourself together Like last Friday in class When Mr. Russell was giving us the test I was sitting up staring at you and daydreaming I know I failed, huh, a test paper with nothing but my name on it? I guess anybody can have a love, Charles. It's just love, but true love, the way I feel about you. That's a love, Charles, I love you. Comprehended anything I've said And you find that you do love me Then all I want to hear from you, doll Is that you too have a love, Jones For the ladies, fellas, take a hike. This is Gilbert Neal, and this is D Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. And my first little segment was dedicated to love. <laughs> Started out with Michael Franks, When She Is Mine from 1985. What a romantic song! What a wonderful, wonderful song. I like Michael Franks a lot. I went to see Michael Franks around the time of his um, <clears throat> Skin Dive album, which that's from in 1985. And I remember I was working at the Buffalo Philharmonic at the time as a phone solicitor, which I thought I'd be doing for the rest of my life. But I digress. Anyway, there was a nice lady working with us, and I asked her if she wanted to go to see Michael Franks at the Trafalmador Cafe in Buffalo, New York. And because um, I bought two tickets, not knowing if I'd go in with anyone, but uh, bought two tickets and uh, she said, yeah, but it's not a date. Okay, so I took her to see Michael Franks. And indeed, it was not a date. But Michael Franks and his band were very, very good. They didn't play this song, When She Is Mine, but that's a song that I remember listening to over and over again 
in college and it was sort of an outlier in my record collection because I didn't buy any other Michael Franks albums. After that, Manhattan Transfer, who you might know uh, as a pretty versatile vocalese group dating back to, I think, 1971. We'll be playing one of their earlier songs, and that was called Walk in Love, which was co-written by a fellow named John Clemmer, whose work we're going to be featuring a little bit later. John Clemmer played with... um, What was the name of the band? I can't remember. I'll I'll know in a few minutes. Anyway, Michael Franks again with Tiger in the Rain from 1979, and then The Brighter Side of Darkness from 1972 with a song that reached number 16, Love Jones. You know, Michael Franks sounds a lot like a lighter version of Steely Dan because he used a lot of the same players. He's released 19 albums. Maybe you've never heard of Michael Franks, but he's a big, big star in light jazz, smooth jazz. People like Michael Brecker and David Sanborn and Joe Sample and Larry Bunker, Larry Carlton and Wilton Felder and Walter Becker, indeed, from Steely Dan, Patty Austin, Art Garfunkel, Vinnie Kaliuta of Frank Zappa's group, Brenda Russell, who had a big hit around that time with Piano in the Dark, Willie from David Letterman's group with Paul Schaefer. Paul Schaefer didn't play, I don't think, on any of these albums, but, well, Lee did. Steve Gadd, who you know and love. Of course, a big favorite of my own friend here, Ken Ray Wildman's. I haven't seen in a while. Rick Murata, Hugh McCracken, Hiram Bullock, who's also in David Letterman's band in the early days, and Dave Spinoza, who played with Yoko Ono. Anyway, this is... Um, this is WHUP... FM 104.7 and I think that that's the extent of my romantic music. Suffice to say Michael Frank started making records in the early 70s and he was signed for his first album to Brute Records. Brute Records is the same Brute that my mother used to buy as cologne for me every Christmas. Brute. But Brute Records was like Playboy Records of the 60s and 70s, trying to find their niche in the very lucrative world of rock and roll. People like Robert Klein, who was a famous comedian, had an HBO special or seven in the 80s, 70s and 80s. But we all love Robert Klein. Sugarloaf, who had a hit with don't Call Us, We'll Call You. Of course, Sugarloaf also did that song, um, I think it's Green-Eyed Lady. Green-Eyed Lady, lovely lady. Uh, Brooke Benton, Tony Bennett recorded for Brute. Jesse Coutier Cutler, sorry, I'm, I'm old. A um, whole bunch of people recorded for Brute, including Michael Franks. But pretty soon, he moved on to Warner Brothers, a little bit of a less cologne-based music career. But I really like Michael Franks. I'll be playing some more of his later. (sighs) I talk so much. I talk too much. Here's some more music for you.
Nowish. There it is.
That is just like Coltrane Baby's just like Miles Lady's just like Ellen When she smiles Lady wants to know She wants to know the reason Got to know the reason why This man has got to go This man is always leaving How he hates to say goodbye What she doesn't know Is there really is no reason Really is no
That's a great record. <clears throat> that is Don Ellis live at the Fillmore from 1970. And the song is Excursion Part 2, which was written by John Clemmer, who co-wrote one of the songs that I played earlier tonight, Walk in Love, by the Manhattan Transfer, which I thought was interesting. An interesting song sounded sort of like Earth, Wind, and Fire, but from a female point of view and I like it a lot and a funny story about well not funny actually it's not funny not anything funny about it but I gotta tell you that we're we're seniors in high school and we're taking there's like six of us in this class that's being taught by Mr. Landers John Landers of West Seneca who was always a very nice man always very nice and very, 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 very musical. He led the band. And, you know, I wish I would have taken him up on his offer 
because I was one of the few people at the high school that could play bass and sing at the same time. And he was doing an arrangement of MacArthur's Park. And he asked me to sing and play for it. But I didn't because I'm a big chicken, even though I did win Musician of the Year in West Seneca West High School that year. It's my crowning achievement, and I pretty much peaked in high school. But anyway, so there's like six of us in the classroom. One of them is Sandy, who I had asked out because she was small and had glasses and was sort of bookish. But I figured she was nice, and I'd ask her out. And I asked her out. This is senior year. I asked her out. And she was not in class for the next week. And all I could think was, did my offer to go out with her or my request, like, make her sick? But it didn't make her sick. I think she was just staying home to avoid the inevitable no thanks. Your love is overwhelming and unwelcome. So I'm in the classroom with Mr. Landis. And we're talking about music theory. And he puts on this album. Now, I think at the time, I'm a big shot. I've got like 200 albums and I'm a, I'm a big deal. I just know so much about music that no one can top me. And I know all the members of Chicago and all the members of Genesis. And I can name the Shulman Brothers and all this stuff. And he gets out this album, this dusty album that's obviously been played about a trillion times. And it's Don Ellis live at the Fillmore. And he plays this song that is just insane. And I've never heard anything like it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it on my show. And I'm not sure if it's next, but that song you just heard, Excursion Part 2, is from the same album. So you'll see what I mean when I play it because it's just fantastic. So, Mr. Landers, hello. I hope I know you're not listening to me, but if anybody listens and they know Mr. Landers, please let him know that I'm fondly mentioning him on my little radio show. So that started that set started off with Manhattan Transfer singing the Todd Rundgren song It Wouldn't Have Made Any Difference from 1976. It was their first album after their other first album. Now, what I mean by that is that Manhattan Transfer, people of a certain age will remember, they were, they their big hit was Birdland. And they did a couple of videos for MTV or VH1. VH1 was like the more sophisticated, more tame channel related to MTV and they used to play things like Ben Sidron and some Steve Miller 80s solo stuff but they also played Manhattan Transfer videos like Soul Food to Go and another song that I'll be playing later on by the Manhattan Transfer I digress but go listen go go to Wikipedia and and read the story of Manhattan Transfer I can't really do it justice. And they were a pretty big group. They're, I believe that their founder died. But the guy who founded Manhattan Transfer 
had found a bunch of people to sing with. And they did sort of a mix of sort of country rock sort of dealio with a bunch of harmonies. And none of the people who recorded that first album recorded with them again. So you remember um, the Pointer Sisters started the same way. The Pointer Sisters started doing tight harmonies of the American songbook and making it a little soulful and also doing things like Alan Toussaint songs and they had hits later on with Bruce Springsteen's Fire. And then in the 80s, they, they, they just threw it all in with synth stuff. Uh, Jump For My Love, which is one of the worst videos I've ever seen in my life. And Automatic, which is a pretty good song I like. But they weren't the first group to do that. The Manhattan Transfer was was before them, I think. And so they recorded this first album and it didn't go anywhere, lack of sales, and everybody just quit. But this guy, Tim, I think is his name, was determined. But he had to make a living in New York, so he became a cab driver. And in his cab, he who he had given up on the idea of the Manhattan transfer, but he like met someone who sang, but wasn't having any luck. And they were riding in his cab, and they started talking about it, and then they found someone else, and then they found someone else. But I'm not doing justice to the story, because it's a really fascinating story. People of a certain age will remember Manhattan Transfer was just everywhere in the late 70s, early 80s, everywhere. And I like them. A lot of their stuff is very sophisticated, and I love those tight harmonies. I wish I could do them, but I cannot. So go look up Manhattan Transfer. The first album, the the, the second first album also had, um, it was called Coming Out, featured a song called Popsicle Toes, which was Michael Frank's first and biggest hit in 1975 but he never made the top 40, but he recorded 19 albums. So, and that album also had Michael Brecker on it who played with everyone. He played with man and transfer and he played with Michael Franks. That's all you need to know for this show. So after the chicken bone bone, you heard excursion part two from the Don Ellis live album. And I think I have some other Don Ellis programmed. I know I have that song that I'm talking about, that crazy, insane song that it didn't turn me on to jazz, but it was very impressive. And I think if I would have been a little more open-minded, I think that I could have done a lot of stuff with that band because it was pretty good, pretty good high school band. And the, the thought of me walking out in the middle of the stage with my bass guitar singing MacArthur Park or MacArthur's Park or whatever would have been a trip. People would have taken pictures and maybe I would have met a girl or two. Who knows?
I digress. I talk too much. I just talk too much. I guess I'm feeling pretty good tonight. So this is WHUP LP Hillsboro. My name is Gilbert Neal. This is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. First half of the show is dedicated to the ladies. The second half is dedicated to the other songs that I programmed. So let's have at it. Let's do more of the music thing. Let's see if this is it. Yep, it is. Doc Ellis. Don Ellis. So this is the song that Mr. Landers played for us. So six of us are sitting at this table just looking at each other thinking, what the heck is this? Mr. Landers just sitting there grooving along to it. He was a horn player first, I think. He played trumpet first, so that's why he liked this so much. So here is some of that thing.
Make them understand. Make them understand. Every time we meet, baby, as we walk down the street, baby, the people stop and stare. They see two lovers there holding hands. Make them understand. See, baby, we're not too young at all. Let's lose no time and fall in love. Fall in love. I'll make them understand nobody in this world could tear apart your happy heart from me. Everybody knows you're not the kind of girl. Break a heart Can we make them see We'll be happy Every ending has to be A happy one So you will see that I'll get your diamond ring My life will be At your command Then they'll understand To be a happy one, so you will see that I'll get your diamond ring. My life will be at your command. Then they'll understand. Then they'll understand. Shot some pharaoh and miles and Michael White. I sniffed a whole lot of coal train late at night. You know, bird monk and mingus got my soul, but I just can't seem to shake this rock and roll. Some Mozart, Beethoven, and Ravel I played a whole lot of scales that hurt like hell You know Johann Sebastian sure got soul But I just can't seem to shake this rock and roll And I took it to the doctor He said I'll poke around in it But it might be malignant When I took it to my lady She said you'll always be funky
I tried to quit and I shook like shaky Jake. When I hit jumping Jack Flash, I lose control. And I just can't seem to shake this rock and roll. Then I took it to the doctor. He said I poke around in it, but it might be malignant. When I took it to my lady, she said you'll always be funky. You're just a rock and roll junkie. This is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. My name is Gilbert Neal here at WHUP Studios in downtown Hillsboro. That was Michael Franks. Can't seem to shake this rock and roll from 1973. His first album on the Brute label. <sighs> Before that, Mike Sheridan's Lot and a song called Make Them Understand, which was Roy Wood's first recorded song. 1965 you know Roy Wood don't you he was up on stage with Jeff Lynn when he accepted the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thingy yep before that Don Ellis from 1970 Pussy Wiggle Stomp you know I just discovered that Jay Graydon played guitar in that band and as if there was not enough synergy Jay Graydon he played the lead on Peg by Steely Dan. Which was wonderful. That's that's it, right? Yeah, Peg, it will come back to... Yes. Jay Graydon played the lead on that, which is memorable. But Jay Graydon also produced Manhattan Transfer. Isn't that something? It's all a big circle, circle of rock and roll. But then again, a, a studio cat like Jay Graydon will probably be playing with most people in that era. Ah, right. My name is Gilbert Neal. I said that. I said this. Next week's show will be rarely heard music from the members of Genesis. Early and late. Some solo stuff, which I haven't played, by Mike Rutherford and Tony Banks. I might throw in a Phil Collins cut that nobody's heard. Stuff from Genesis's EP that they released in, I think, 78 or 77. Between two albums. Between three albums. Who knows? 
and some stuff from Aunt Phillips, Peter Gabriel, things like that. And then after that, that next week, I'm going to do the Michael LaRocca show, which is Michael from Buffalo. He is a wonderful fan of the art form, and he has supplied me with a set list, which I'm going to play. And not speak about too much because I don't know about it too much, but maybe I'll have Michael talk. I don't know. I've never had a caller on the show. Anyway, now here's some more rock and roll for you now. <sighs> Losing my buzz. Come on now. Too much gap. Come on. Uh, all of you who remember a group called the Naz probably want to forget them, but uh, we have uh, the lead singer from the Naz, uh, Stuky, along with some. Yeah, come on, let's hear it for Stuky. And he got himself together with a couple of Chicago musicians, one of them right here who never quits, Rick Nielsen, who does all the writing for the group, and. and a close musician friend of his, Tommy Peterson, who came all the way from Chicago. And a drummer friend, Bunny, who I hear his name is. And a couple of specially selected, I guess one specially select, there you go, Steve, very good. Very specially selected sideman who's gonna be on piano tonight. Uh, Atlantic Records keeps me from mentioning his name. But, they call themselves the Sick Man of Europe, and they're going to come out right now. Let's hear it for them. Sick Man of Europe. Amanda Cello, and uh, the name of this song is Amanda Cello.
Yeah. Just wait. 
night of the 73 season for Xander and Kent at the Lookout Lounge. Get drunk, everybody. Come back in tomorrow and celebrate.
I feel the same way about Tom. Whoop, I feel the same way about Tom Peterson that I feel about um, uh, Keith Moon. I don't want them in my band. That was Sick Man of Europe. That was Cheap Trick without Robin Zander, basically. Mandocello at a club somewhere in 1972. Then Robin Zander and Kent. Zander and Kent with Nature's Way by Spirit, 1973, in a club somewhere. In the Midwest, and then a band called Muse, who had one album, and that was Rick Nielsen, Bunny Carlos, and Tom Peterson, with "Across the Skies." Must have seemed really important at the time, but as we all know, Cheap Trick went on to rock and roll in the world of the thing. I used to buy Cream magazines, and there would be ads for Cheap Trick and Rick Nielsen look funny. With that big hat and one never knew but then once once uh started hearing that music it was um how you say irresistible that in color album was just a big 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 part of our lives both sides and i probably played every one of them but i won't go into detail let's just say cheap trick was uh, an important band in in our youth. So, my name is Gilbert Neal. This is D Sides Orphans and Oddities. I am not going to get through this entire thing, so I'm just going to play music until the end. I hope you were at least somewhat amused and perhaps even aroused by my story that I told at the beginning of the show. And if not, I apologize, but that is the way that it goes. So. Basketball Jones, I got a basketball Jones, got a basketball Jones, oh baby, ooh. Yes, I'm the victim of a basketball Jones. Ever since I was a little baby, I always be dribbling. In fact, Then one day, my mama bought me a basketball 
mean when I see you looking at me that way? Oh, do I make you twitter, twitter?
Music made 